0: service today we're glad that you're here and uh on this memorial day weekend and uh, it is good to see each of your faces here and uh, we're glad that you've come to worship with us here at ascension baptist church and if you're visiting with us for the first time uh, or it's been a long time since you've been here with us in the pew in front of you you'll find our connect cards you can take one of those, fill it out for us, drop it in the offering plate a little bit later when it comes around, but if you want to do it digitally, our Connect card is still on the, uh, on our website, and you can go there, fill it out, hit the submit button at the bottom of the uh, at the Connect card, and it comes directly to us, but it is good to see each of you here, and we're glad that you're here. Now, again, there it is, okay. I want to say to you this morning, things are going to be a little bit different this morning, okay? Uh, there's something in the pew in front of you. It's a blue book. It's called a hymn book. <laughs> Guess what we're going to do? We're going to take a stroll back in time, all right? In memory, okay? <laughs> oh, Yeah, we noticed in the first service that by the time we got halfway through the first song, they were looking back at the screen anyway. So let's stand. Brother Ed's going to come lead us uh, this morning. Lift up your voice as we praise him together.
1: Hymns 15
0: and 16.
1: Turn to hymn 15. We'll go right into 16 together. Come thou fount of every
2: blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy praise Streams of mercy never ceasing Call for songs of loudest praise Teach me some melodious sonnet Sung by flaming tongues above Praise the mountain, I'm fixed upon it Out of thy redeeming love Here I raise mine Ebenezer Hither by thy help I'm come And I hope by thy good pleasure Drive at home Jesus sought me when a stranger Wandering from the fold of God He to rescue me from danger Interposed His precious blood O oh, to grace how great a debtor Daily I'm constrained to be Let thy grace, Lord, like a fetter Find my wandering to Thee, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it, seal it for Thy courts above. of his grace, whose robe is the light, whose canopy space, his chariots of wrath the deep thunder clouds form, and dark is his path on the wings of the storm. In the light it streams from the hills, it descends to the plain and sweetly distills in the dew and the rain. we
0: Let's bow our heads together as we pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have uh, to gather here in this place today to worship you. Father, I pray that we would understand and realize the reason that we're here today is because of you and your great love for us. Father, we lift up many requests to you today, uh, those who have lost loved ones, those who are recovering from procedures. Father, I pray that your presence would be felt uh, with each one in a very special way during these difficult times that they find themselves today. Father, we just think of this weekend uh, being Memorial Day weekend. As we celebrate Memorial Day on Monday, uh, Father, I pray that we would understand and realize the great freedoms that we have in this country came at great cost. And so, Father, as we remember the lives of those who gave selfishly, who gave of their time and their energies, Father, so that we might be able to enjoy what we enjoy today, Father, I pray that our hearts would be challenged. Father, that we would pray for the families of those today Father, we also pray that the Holy Spirit would go before us this morning, would prepare the way for us. I pray that we would be submissive to the leading of the Holy Spirit throughout the service and in our lives. And Father, I pray more than anything else that we would be careful to give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. It's good to see each one of you. We're glad that you're here. And uh, also, let me just share with you, some are wondering about tonight at 5.30. We will be here as we continue our study of connecting Daniel, Ezekiel, the book of the Revelation, Matthew 24. All of those actually will be in a portion of the New Testament tonight as we journey down... Uh, the 70 weeks of Daniel and so we will be there tonight so I would encourage you to come and be a part of that uh, tonight and then also not next Sunday but the next Sunday two weeks June the 13th on June the 13th uh, there will no longer be an 845 early morning service Sunday school will begin, our small group Bible study will begin at 9.15 on Sunday morning and go till 10.15 and we will have combined worship service at 10.30 as we did before. So we're looking to see all of y'all in a couple of weeks and uh, just share. Everybody's kind of looking, how many of y'all kind of enjoyed that Easter Sunday when everybody was kind of together? And we had a great time. Well, we're looking forward to that at 10.30 on June the 13th. And uh, we're just looking forward to what God has in store for us uh, as we look forward to that great day. But it is good to see each of you, uh, your smiling faces for being here today uh, as we celebrate the Lord together in this place. Brother Ed's going to come back now and uh, continue leading us as we sing this morning. Brother Ed.
1: One other word by way of announcement. Next Sunday... Four o'clock, the Ascension Choir kicks off again as we as we restart. I see some smiling faces. I want to see those smiling faces come into choir rehearsal. Okay? If you're happy that the choir started, come be with us. We invite you to join with us Sundays at four o'clock. We'll be singing soon. It'll take us a few weeks to reboot and to get things rolling. But uh, we start that process next Sunday at four and you are invited. Right now it's official. You are invited to come and to be a part. Of the Ascension Choir with us. This next song that I'm going to sing for you and sing to you this morning is a song that is a hymn that was born out of the Welsh Revival Movement of the late 1800s, early 1900s. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful expression of God's love and how it applies to us and how we respond to the love of God. It's entitled Here is Love.
2: Here is love, fast as the ocean, loving kindness as the flood. When the Prince of Life, our ransom, shed for us his precious blood. Who his love will not remember? Who can cease to sing? He will never be forgotten throughout his eternal days. On the Mount of Crucifixion, fountains open deep and wide through the flood gates of God's mercy. Flowed a vast and gracious tide Grace and love like mighty rivers Poured incessant from above Heaven's peace and perfect justice Kissed a guilty world in love Dost direct me by thy spirit through the word, and thy grace my need is meeting as I trust in thee, O Lord. Of thy faithfulness, thou art pouring thy great love and power on. drawing out my heart to Thee, without measure, full and boundless, drawing out
1: given to us a love that we can't measure. He gave his life on a cross to pay a debt that he did not owe because we owed a debt that we could not pay. The hymn number is 145, take your hymnal please. turn to 145 and we're going to sing 145, 146. stand with me as we continue thanking him for that boundless love vast as the oceans.
2: He loves you Oh how He loves me
1: we just sang for a second our savior went to the cross and gave his life he paid a price he spilt his blood that blood that precious blood that transforms us that makes us right with holy God he said the words "Greater greater love hath no man than this that he would lay down his life for a friend and then he walked out for a friend for the entire world and he laid his life on that cross and gave it for us friends as we think about the immensity of God's love vast as the ocean oh how that's applied to our life to our heart we're going to sing that second verse again this time I want you to close those hymnals and I want you to look up and I want you just to worship the Lord as you sing this to him right now Jesus to Calvary Jesus to Calvary did
2: go, his love for others, his love for sinners to show.
1: that we could never fully repay you. So, Father, as best we can, together as your family, we say thank you for your love. Thank you for grace and for mercy. Thank you, Father, for your patience with us, for your kindness to us. We lift our pastor to you as he comes now to preach your word. Father, speak to our hearts through your servant today. Father, we lift Grady as he sings to you right now. Give him a strong voice. Lord, let the message of this song touch our hearts. May the words from our pastor's lips be the words from you today, Lord, speaking to us and reminding us through your word of your great love. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: This world just keeps spinning faster. Than it ever seemed to before We read every day of disasters And wonder what else is in store But we can close our eyes And sleep at night Knowing that in the clear morning light Oh Bible will still have the answers. And God will still be on his throne. He will still pour out sweet blessings and hear all the prayers of his own. The Spirit will still be our comfort. And grace will still flow from Calvary's hill. And no matter what may come tomorrow, Jesus will love us still. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you forever. Without the Lord we would worry About all the trouble around But there is sweet rest in his mercy Knowing he won't let us down And through uncertain days his word reads So we hold on to things that will not change. The Bible will still have the answers. And God will still be on his throne. He will still pour out sweet blessings. Hear all the prayers of His own, the Spirit will still be our comfort, and grace will still flow from Calvary's hill. And no matter what may come tomorrow, Jesus will love us, this I know. I am sure the world may be shaken But these things endure The Bible will still have the answers And God will still be on His throne He will still pour out sweet blessings hear all the prayers of his own the spirit will still be our comfort and grace will still flow from calvary's hill and no matter what may come tomorrow jesus will love us
0: Special weekend, special day tomorrow uh, as we celebrate Memorial Day, not Veterans Day. And there is a difference between the two days uh, Memorial Day versus Veterans Day. Um, when we think about Memorial Day, Memorial Day came with a great cost. The freedoms that you and I enjoy today came as a result of great price that was paid matter of fact memorial day was originally known as decoration day it was not changed its name was not changed to memorial day until the 1880s and then it became known as memorial day and so when you consider memorial day really what is memorial day Memorial Day was set aside for one specific reason and purpose, and that was so that honoring and mourning of military personnel could take place for all of those who died in their performance of their military duties while serving in the armed forces. That's what Memorial Day is. Now, there are many that are seated seated here this morning that are veterans, and we recognize all veterans on Veterans Day, but Memorial Day is set aside for those who have given their lives. And so one of the things that I would like for us to do today in honor of those who gave their lives, I would like for us to all stand for just a couple of moments. I want to go through and share some numbers with you this morning just in your own consideration of what we have as American citizens living in the United States of America today. The Civil War, one of the costliest wars that ever took place on the shores and on the ground and the lands of this nation as we know it, saw somewhere close to 750,000 lives were lost. The ones that I'm going to read off to you, all of them combined, uh, just falls a little short of the number of lives that were lost during the Civil War. Beginning with World War I, there was 116,516 lives that were lost during World War I. World War II was 405,399 lives. Pearl Harbor, in just a matter of a few hours, 2,400 lives were lost at Pearl Harbor. During the Korean War, 54,246. During the Vietnam War, 90,220 lives were lost. During the Persian Gulf, 1,565. During the Iraqi War, 1,582. All given selfishly. Given of their time and their energies. Because they just believed in this country. I want to ask you a question. How many of you here today have a family member who lost their life while fighting and defending this great nation that we live in today, if you do, would you please lift your hand up in the air for me? You had a family member who gave their life, their life was lost as a result. all right you can put them down. We have a lot to be thankful for all the freedoms and everything that we enjoy every day and in America, even in spite of her difficulties and her flaws. We're still a blessed nation. And we have much to be thankful for. And for those who have given their lives, thank you just is not enough. It's not enough. What I want us to do this morning is just to go to the Lord in a time of prayer and just pray for the families, those that are still fighting today around the world, just what we have today in America as a result. Amen. Let's bow our heads together as we pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for the privilege that we have, Father, to live in this place. Father, may we never take it for granted. Father, may we always be mindful of the great responsibility that comes with the freedoms that we experience. Father, I pray that you would be with the families that today, this weekend, tomorrow, Father, as many will visit places where loved ones have been placed. And Father, as they mourn their deaths and honor, their service. And Father, may we just say thank you today Father most of all we thank you Father for what we have in our salvation that came at a that came at great cost the price that was paid at Calvary so that we could have a living hope through Jesus Christ Father I pray this morning as we study your word together that our hearts would be challenged and encouraged. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name and for his sake, amen. I'm going to ask you to be seated this morning as we consider what we have today. And not only in our freedoms in America, but when we consider what we have in our relationship with God as a believer. I think sometimes we, we lose sight of just really who he is. I think sometimes we get so caught up in the busyness of life that we find ourselves in today that sometimes we just kind of lose sight as, as to who God really is. Matter of fact, how you view God is a reflection of how you view your own life. The way you see God, the the way you look at life, where God fits into your life, where God fits into your world, determines how you see life every day. We all have thoughts about who God is. I don't think there's anybody here this morning that you don't have these thoughts about who God is or what God may look like or what, what God may be like. And we all have those thoughts. And, and those thoughts affect our lives and who we are. They affect the very being of who we are. As a matter of fact, the way we live out our life each day comes as a result of how we see God and the way that we view God. A.W. Tozier once said, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Let me say that one more time. What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. You see, God reveals himself both by what he does and who he is. Matter of fact, just consider God. Consider who he is. I mean, step outside at night and just gaze up into the heavens. I know for those who live in the city, it might be difficult to get past the city lights to be able to see. Walk out in the daytime and just look at... Let me ask you a question. Have any of y'all ever gone out and just in the laziness of a day laid down on the ground and during the daytime and just watched the sky and the clouds? Anybody else ever done that before? Huh? Have you ever thought about those clouds? Have you ever thought about the universe? Have you ever thought about all of those things that we get to experience? How about the human body? Have you ever taken the time to think about the human body and and just its its complexity? And how the human body functions, the animal kingdom, all of those aspects of, of nature and creation itself? Have you ever considered how those functions and how they interact with each other and all of those things about creation? God reveals Himself both by what He does and who He is. Matter of fact, we're told in the Scripture, in Psalm 19, the heavens declare the very glory of God. Matter of fact, I was just noticing they just released some some shots that were taken of of it's been decades of time that they have put all of these together they just released them over the weekend of some of the things that are taking place on the inside of our milky way galaxy it is unbelievable have you ever considered how the earth it's it's perfect placement it's it's perfect tilt it's perfect revolution it's perfect everything held in place the right amount of gravity the 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 magnetic fields all of those things that make up the universe that, that we live on and the earth that we live on today have you ever considered how that happened did it just happen did it just happen by happenstance that out of some coincidence it all just came together and happens and then I got to thinking. And that's dangerous, some folks say, when I start thinking. (laughs) Oh, me. (laughs) The very God who spoke creation into existence knows me by name. Are you ready for this one? He loved me enough to send his own son to pay a payment that I could never pay. That's who this God is. When you consider Scripture, Scripture reveals for us God in three aspects that sometimes we just need to be reminded of. The first one that we see from Scripture is God is self-existent. God is self-existent. And what does that mean, Brother Robert, that God is self-existent? God does not depend upon any other being for his existence. God has always been, and he always will be. There's none like him, and there never will be. Because God is God, that's who he is. And I know for us in our finite humanness, it's hard sometimes for us to get our hands around that. How in the world can that be? Because the scripture says, his ways are above our ways. His ways are past our our ever finding out. He's always been. He's the self-existent one. Take your Bibles and turn with me to John chapter number 5. John chapter 5, Jesus is going to speak about this very subject. God is self-existent. That's who he is. John chapter 5, Jesus is going to be speaking about two resurrections, beginning in verse 25. John chapter 5, beginning in verse 25. And I want you to notice what the scripture says. Truly, truly, I say to you, An hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For just as the Father, notice here it comes, Jesus makes the statement right here, God is self-existent. Notice what he says. For just as the Father has life in himself. It's God who gives life. It's God who takes life. Genesis chapter number 2, he formed man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. That's why God has, God has the authority. God has the power. God has the ability to give life and to take life. And my dear friend, no one will leave the face of this earth unless God knows. That's who he is. Turn with me to Acts chapter 17, Paul at Mars Hill in Athens. Spoke about this to the Epicureans and the Stoics that were at Mars Hill, the philosophers, all of those who tried to anticipate and and figure out and understand what life was all about. Matter of fact, just so they wouldn't miss anything, they had gods by the thousands. And just in case they missed one, there was one as Paul was passing through the area, and he noticed it there. It was to the unknown God, just in case we might have missed one. And of course, we all know this. We've, we've read through this. We've heard it probably a hundred times But I want you to notice what Paul says beginning in verse 22. So Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and he said, Men of Athens, I observe that you are very religious or superstitious in all respects. For while I was passing through and examining the objects of your worship, I also found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. Therefore, what you worship in ignorance, notice what Paul says This I proclaim to you. I'll tell you who it is. I'll explain to you who this God is. Verse 24. The God who made the world and all things in it. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth. Does not dwell in temples made with hands. Nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything. Since he himself gives to all people life and breath. And all things. You see the last part of verse 25. God is self existent. He gives life, He gives breath, and He gives all things. Verse 26 And He made from every, or and He made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all of the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. Now look down at verse 28. For in Him, this is what I want you to see. This is what I want you to understand today. For in him, notice what it says, we live and move and exist. As even some of your own poets have said, for we also are his children. You see, God has the power to cause everything else to exist and to sustain its existence. I mean, that's who he is. And I know we talk about that all the time. And, and we talk about that, that how well God spoke creation into existence. And you can go through Genesis chapter number 1. And you see the way creation is stepped through very methodically. And the way God put all of that together. And we speak about this all of the time. The complexity of the human body and the way the human body was created. But do we sometimes lose sight of the awe And the wonder of who he is? Do we not sometimes lose sight of the fact that the very reason that you and I are here today is because of him? It's the only reason we're here. We exist because of him. We live because of him. We breathe because of him. We're able to live on the face of the earth because of him. Why? Because he holds it all together. Well, how do you know that? Glad you asked. Turn to Colossians chapter number one. The scripture makes it very clear. Colossians chapter number one. Colossians chapter one, beginning in verse 13. And I know I hear people say this all the time. Well, what if you shut the Bible and can you... can? Can you see God? You can see evidence of him. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have ever taken a rose? After the rose has grown and and the rose has blossomed, have you ever sat and looked at the magnificence of that rose? And that just happened. Have you ever looked at the colors? Have you ever looked at the i mean just just that every petal in that rose how each of those petals when it opens up from the bud and it begins to to blossom and it begins to open up how each one of those layers of that of that rose in its in its perfection as it as it moves together and are you ready for this and a rose bush always brings forth a rose have you ever noticed an apple tree always brings forth a... Have you ever noticed an orange tree always brings forth an? That's right, Miss Jeet. <laughs> Colossians chapter 1. Notice beginning in verse 13. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and he transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. In whom we have redemption... The forgiveness of sins. Now notice verse 15. He is the image. Jesus Christ is the image. Of the invisible God. What does that mean? What does that phrase. Image of the invisible God mean? Let me put it in today's vernacular for you. To help you with it. Here's what it means. An exact representation and revelation of God himself the firstborn of all creation and oh by the way let me just share one thing with you now. that is a statement of status not of time because Jesus Christ was prior to creation verse 16 for by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, where the thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So what's so important about that? What, what is so important about God being self-existent? Well, let me give it to you this morning. Here it is God's self existence, his self existent nature, grounds objective moral values, duties, human dignity, and purpose. That's who he is. That's why he's self existent. But that's not all. Number two. God is spirit. This one's a little more difficult. God is spirit. What do you mean by the phrase God is spirit? He has no material nature and he is not bound by space or time. It's who he is. You know, Baptists are real good at using big words like omniscient and omnipotent and omnipresent and all of those things. So what does that mean? well God is omniscient he's all-knowing God knows everything even the secret thoughts that we have that's who God is he's omnipotent he's all-powerful in other words he controls all that there is it's who he is well my dear friend let me share one thing with you if he created all of it I have no problem with him controlling it he knows what is necessary he knows what is needed he's omnipresent. What does does omnipresent mean? Well, because he is spirit, not bound by space nor time, God can be everywhere. That's why he can dwell in each one of us as believers, because that's who he is. God is spirit. Well, how do we know that? Take your Bibles and turn with me to John chapter number 4, Jesus speaking to the woman at the well shared this very thought with her. John chapter number 4. The woman of Samaria. Jesus shares this thought with her. Beginning in verse 21. John chapter 4, beginning in verse 21. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, An hour is coming where neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. Verse 22, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. Now notice verse 24. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Flip back to chapter 1 of John. John chapter number 1 and look at verse 14. John chapter 1 beginning in verse 14. And so the word became flesh, speaking of Jesus Christ, and dwelt among us and we saw his glory, glory as Of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified about him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. For of his fullness we have all received in grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. Now notice verse 18. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen who? You've seen the Father. That's who he is. That's the God that you and I serve and worship. And because God is a spirit, because God is spirit, We're instructed not to make images of him. Exodus chapter 20 and verse number 4 in the Ten Commandments. You're not to make any graven image. You're not to make an idol of what we may think in our heads and in our minds. What God may appear or look like. Never should we come to the point that an idol is made up of who we think God is. And why would that be? Why, why would we be commanded not to make any idol or image of God and who he is? Because we could wind up worshiping our own impression rather than God himself. And who are we to worship? God himself. Paul dealt with it in Romans chapter number one. Of those that were worshiping the creation more than the creator... My dear friend, we need to be careful that we don't get that backwards. That we understand who he is. Then number three. This is the one that I'm so thankful for. God is personal. God is a person. He's not a cosmic force. That is not who he is. He's a relational being. He desires to have a relationship with you. My soul, he created you. The psalmist penned these words for us. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Genesis chapter chapter number one. We're created. Matter of fact, God said, let us make man in our image. Are you special today? Listen, I don't care who you are in this auditorium or live stream this morning. I want you to understand something. You are special in the eyes of God, the one who created you. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you may be at this point in your life. You're special to God. Why? Because God created us. And as a result of God creating us, he desires to have a relationship with us and he went as far as to prove that love to us by sending his son to take our place and pay a payment that you and I could never, ever pay. My dear friend, that's the God we serve today. That's who he is. Genesis chapter number 2. We have the description of the way God created man. He took the dust of the ground and he formed man out of the dust of the ground. And are you ready for this? He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Are you ready for this one? Genesis chapter 3. Even after Adam and Eve sinned. Guess who God came looking for? Adam! Where are you? My dear friend, listen to me. That same God that created all that we know of today and can see in everything that exists and all of creation that was spoken to existence and the creation of mankind himself. My dear friend, God loves you. Have you ever wondered what it's going to be like when we get to our eternal state? Let me, okay, let me put to you, okay. Let me ask you this way. Some of y'all are going to probably think, boy, you preacher, you have lost your mind. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever wondered what it must be like around the throne of God today. Do you know we have a description of that? Take your Bibles and turn with me to Revelation chapter number 4. Revelation chapter number 4. Revelation chapter 4 beginning in verse number 5. We're given a description what it's like around the very throne of God today and out from the throne come flashes of lightning and sounds and peals of thunder and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne which are the seven spirits of God now keep in mind John was exiled on the isle of Patmos he was in the spirit on the Lord's day the angel of the Lord brought him to began to show John all of these things verse 6 and before the throne there was something like a sea of glass like crystal and in the center and around the throne four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind the first creature was like a lion and the second creature like a calf the third creature had a face like that of a man and the fourth creature was like a flying eagle And the four living creatures, each one of them having six wings, are full of eyes around and within. And day and night they do not cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God the Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. that's who he is and my dear friend I want to share something else with you this morning when it comes that time that we find ourselves in the presence of the Lord we're not going to be standing there looking at him out of all of this I just want to hug you and all of these things I can tell you this right now do you see what they were doing around the throne I can tell you what we will be doing The only proper response to the scriptural understanding of God and who He is is worship. Is worship. We bow down in awe and reverence to the perfect. Completely trustworthy, only wise, self existent, personal, great, good God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. That's who He is. That's who we worship. And let me share something else with you this morning. Why don't we start worshiping Him? today for who he is instead of waiting till then that's what we should do worthy to receive honor and glory and majesty to the only wise and true God that's who he is that's who we worship Let's bow our heads together as we pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you how it reveals for us who you are. And Father, we stand in absolute amazement, in awe and wonder that such a great God as you could love me so. Father, there are words, there are no words, no words that could ever begin to thank you. But Father, may we show our love to you by our serving you each day. Help us, oh God, to get a glimpse of who you are today. Help us understand your power and your majesty, your honor and your glory. Looking forward to the day where we'll spend all of eternity in your presence. God, help us, I pray today, that we would take the truth of who you are share it with those who so desperately need you in their lives help us I pray in these next few moments as we spend some time just to reflect upon who you are And Father I pray for that one that may be looking today for purpose in life that's looking for the answers to the chaotic world that we live in today Father, may it be found, and may they see that it is found through a living hope that is only found in you. Thank you for Jesus Christ. and We ask all of this in his name. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand together with me. Brother Ed's going to come lead us. You may just want to spend some time, come pray this morning. If so, the altar's here. Whatever God has laid on your heart today, won't you be obedient to whatever that is? Just say yes to Him this morning. As Brother Red comes and lead us, take up thy cross and follow me. I heard my Master say, will we follow Him today? Brother Red.
2: Take
0: up thy
2: cross and follow.
0: seated for just a couple of moments as we enter into the next portion of our worship time together as we will collect the offering this morning as the plates will be passed. And I'm going to ask Brother Johnny uh, Rogers if he would come at this time and lead us in
4: our offertory prayer. Brother Johnny. Father, for what we have been caused to experience today in worship, we thank you. For the reminder of just how great and powerful and awesome you are, how worthy you are of our praise and our worship. Help us to understand the relationship that you want to have with each one of us. Help us to grasp a hold and to claim that relationship through accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And then, Father, help us to, as an individual and a corporate body, to seek to go wherever you send us, wherever we find ourselves, for the sole purpose of continuing that worship through service and be in your eyes, your hands, and your voices as we share with those around us. Father, I I pray that during this time of our worship service, as we give back a portion of that which you blessed us with, that you would take it and use it to your honor and your glory, to ministry here in this church, in our community, and in the world around us. Bless the gift and the giver. Father, thank you again for all that you do and you are. It's in Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. Mm
0: God's people said. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together. We'll be dismissed in a word of prayer. Hope you have a wonderful afternoon. See you back this evening at 530 as we meet together. As we're dismissed in prayer and as we go today, and uh, it is just good to be back into some sense of, of normalcy, and we thank the Lord for that. And as we're dismissed in prayer and uh, as we go uh, this morning... Um, let's see. Let's see. Hold on just a minute. We're there. Brother Richard, would you dismiss us in prayer? I got to do that today, okay? Would you dismiss us in prayer, Brother Richard?